Hey chat rats, it's me, Primetime99 Pimp on a Blimp. Just hanging out, drinking a little paint like I do before every show. I like to huff a little bit and um, I just sit here in the dark and I just kind of relax and I just think about everything that I did today and just how I can improve on my mental health and my physical health and try to raise my vibrational energy. So that's why I like to hang in here in my office. I have plenty of light bulbs. Um, I don't like to use them though because I like the darkness. That's where I breathe the most creativity. So um, I'm just huffing paint for you guys. Huffing, huffing, huffing for you. Huffing, huffing for my muffin. Huffing, huffing every day. Huffing, huffing makes you gay. All right, we got a great show. Um, I wish Jimmy didn't know where my office was. This is my secret office, but he knows. He knows what I do on here when I'm alone. And now you do too. All right, uh, let's start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. I'm your host, Alex Stein, and tonight it's kind of a somber evening because we made a huge mistake yesterday. I didn't make a huge mistake, but a person, a very powerful person on my team made disgusting error by trying to pit two enemies against each other for clicks on the internet. One of the most disgusting things that anybody could ever do. I couldn't imagine doing that. So tonight, I just want to give my <clears throat> sincerest apologies to both Eric and Ethan for the disaster that happened. And I also want to bring on my attorney and my representative in this uh, case. You know him as Darius P. I mean, morning. Good morning, Darius. How's it going, going? Not that good. Did you see we had a big debate planned and uh, Jimmy messed it up? He didn't tell the guests and they felt that they were bamboozled into a um, you know battle that they didn't sign up for. Oh, damn. Didn't, didn't, didn't get the memo. That, that's horrible, though. You ever watch the show? Of course, of course. But I mean, I, I, I miss, I miss that, that portion somehow, though. You did watch it, but you just missed that small part. Yeah. You're such a good attorney. You always say the right stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't really have much to say. I, I, I didn't do anything wrong. There's, I've never done anything wrong ever on this show. I mean, literally, uh, I mean, I'm infallible. But that's neither here nor there, other than my fire issues and some of the sexual stuff that we've done on the show, Feeding Good Bananas. Other than that, I mean, I'm pretty, pretty, I, mean I would give myself a B-plus on behavior. What would you rate my behavior? The same, the same. So, so which fruit might be next, though? I mean, a pear, an orange, you know. Which fruit? You I want love, me to feed you? Yeah, of course. I love pears and oranges. We got in trouble you know? for that last time. I can't feed you stuff anymore. You feed, feed me another, you know. Um, I'll feed you some more crap. Yeah. You're hungry, aren't you? Of course. Oranges, pears, tangerines, nectarines. If I, if, you know? What about an eggplant? I'd consider it an eggplant, but okay. You know what the eggplant emoji means? Yeah. I'll, I'll try it. All right, it's rather tasty, you know. All right, all right, Attorney Presley over there. Uh, we want to get to my soon-to-be-fired producer. I know he wants to make a statement about uh, the mistakes that he made. Okay, well, it's been a very uh, stressful 24 hours. And so, if you live under a rock, yesterday we advertised that we were going to have a debate between Ethan Van Skyver and Blaze's own Eric July. And we had to cancel it last second, right before the show. And both sides were, you know, uh, talking about it online. A lot of drama, a lot of people. I tried to explain it briefly at the beginning of the show, but there were, uh, we were kind of frazzled. So I will give you exactly what happened. So last oh, week. Oh, gosh. This is going to be, this is already boring, Jimmy. Why is it when you talk, it's so damn boring? Okay. Literally, I just everybody, be no, but everybody wants to know about the drama. They want to know. know why you cause this and why you would pit Eric July, an employee at the Blaze, against his arch nemesis, Ethan Van Skyver, who I happen to be friends with. But go uh, ahead. Okay. Last week, 
Ethan Vanskyver reached out to Alex, said, would like to come on the show. We, we were said, on a mutual podcast, yes, mm-hmm, and we yep. agreed. Hey, we come on. We said, yeah. fantastic. He's very popular. We will. He's got him. a great channel. He's mm-hmm. an incredible artist. We're big Ethan Vanskyver fans here. We really are. No, he's, we, he's, we, he's only been nice to us. No, no, we, we genuinely are. He was on the show in the early days, um, but... So I DM'd him on Twitter. I followed him on Twitter last week. I, I hadn't followed him before then. So we booked him. I think he Great. had his account uh, taken down or something, too. So don't I don't know. Maybe you were following his old M- one. Maybe. Go ahead. But anyway, this past weekend, he started being critical of Eric July, who is a Blaze colleague. Well, he's been critical of Eric July for months, if you've been paying attention. Yes, but, but I, have, okay. I have not, because I didn't follow him until <sighs> recently, and I don't follow uh the comic book stuff but anyway we saw he was being critical of eric so we were like okay well we would need to address this because it's a blaze colleague how do we go about this so and i'll bring up the text so there is oh god now do now you're sharing text messages no no, i'm just i'm just reading exactly Uh. what i said i just don't want any room for for a misunderstanding. No, let, so, leave a bunch of room. We want that. This is the oh best God. thing for our I'm show ever. I'm trying to squash Now everybody's this. talking about it, and now they don't know the real reason. So really, we don't want to give them the real reason. I'm we want to be say, very vague. I'm, I'm going to say everything so we can never talk about this again. So we wanted to reach out to Eric. So I said, yesterday at 11.15 a.m., I texted Eric. Hey, Eric, this is Alex Stein's producer. We're having Ethan Van Skyver on the show today, but we're wondering if you wanted to come on the show as well. You can join via Skype if you don't want to come in the studio. I know y'all have been beefing online, so I think it would be a good way to set the record straight. Let me know if that works for you. Thanks. A little back and forth. Eric was hesitant. And then this is what he said. Interesting. So the goal is to platform him and have him talk about myself. Seems like an obvious purposeful move to just go on a platform that I obviously contribute at to talk down about me. And I want to talk. Ethan was wasn't even going to talk about Eric on the show. He wanted to promote a new project. But since Eric is a colleague, we obviously had to bring that up because it'd be kind of awkward not to. But so I and we were going to defend Eric. Yeah, yeah. So this was this was my next text. Alex is obviously planning on defending you, but we thought it would be better if you defended yourself. The purpose of the show will be to figure out the beef and if it can be settled, not to fan the flames or talk shit about you. If you're changing your mind about coming on, you're welcome to appear today. If not, let us know if there's anything specific you'd like us to bring up that you haven't already discussed online. And then eventually he said, "Okay, I'll come on." Um. And meanwhile, we had not told Ethan any of this. Ethan was completely in the dark, um, and that's we had a little bit of a Josie uh, Bryson Gray situation because that show was a hit, one of our most successful shows. Yeah, so well, we're kind of it, trying in, to hind- in hindsight, we should have hit both Eric and Ethan up sooner. But anyway, um, from Eric's perspective, it looks like it looked like we were trying to like ambush him, surprise him, had on this guest that we knew was going to talk bad about him, and then the day of, you know, eleven fifteen, text him, "Hey, you want to come on to defend yourself?" So from his perspective, it looked like we were kind of strong arming into it, and it basically kind of was a bad look. And, uh, for you, a bad look for yeah, you. Well, and Jimmy, we're <laughs> losing viewers. I'm watching this. Our numbers are going down. I'm on this trying to show. explain everything. No, no, no. Let me explain something no, to no. you, Jimmy. You're a dumbass, okay? <laughs> you have a mental issue. You went to Princeton, so you mm-hmm. think you're so freaking smart. Mm-hmm. Now, George, take the wide camera. I want to show everybody I, I, I have this, to okay? finish the explanation. Because I want, well, we want to be clear. Ethan found out because we tweeted the logo, and I thought we had told him, but... There was some miscommunication. So Ethan had nothing to do with this. He didn't do anything wrong. Eric didn't do anything wrong. It was just a poorly set up trying you to get to debate. And did I did all the things wrong because I was trying to basically address him criticizing a Blaze colleague. And it just all went bad. I handled it poorly. I apologize to both Eric and Ethan. And hopefully we never have to talk about this again. All right, George, can we do is that camera hooked up? The middle camera? Mm-hmm. Let's just see that one. Show this. So now you guys probably see on this beautiful. No, this camera is probably pretty okay, good. Okay, but man. I have to say one more thing. Just there was one other thing go online. So like after internal discussions, after we realized kind of how it came off to Eric and uh, it looked like a setup from his perspective, we just decided to cancel it because it was like too much drama and it just was coming off bad from all sides. So that's why we decided to cancel it. Well, now let's go to this little screen right here. If you'll notice on this screen, you're going to be able to see a picture of Jimmy. Now, this mm-hmm. is a compilation of Jimmy's worst moments on the show. Mm-hmm. This is him constantly messing up, messing up the guest, guest name, how they purposely spell things. 
Uh, oh, the what part on scene is my favorite though. When Danny Danny Saint got yes, revenge. Yes, that's that's when he got revenge. Yeah, he beat my ass because I was calling you by your birth name, which you're ashamed of. You're not even allowed to use. So <laughs> now I want to show this camera, Jimmy, because of you. This is what we're gonna get. This is what happens, Jimmy, when you mess with the freaking blaze, and you mess. Get up, Should Darius. Should Darius move? When you mess, Darius, sit on here. Sit, 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 sit in my chair. This is what happens when you mess with primetime 99 Alex Stein, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. This is what happens. I'm gonna wait till you're on the screen, Darius. Put your hat forward. This is what happens when you're a bitch ass like this. I'm sick of you. I'm sick of you. I'm sick of this crap. This is what I'm sick of. Of your dumb ass, Jimmy. Freaking always messing everything up. Jimmy, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. This is, it's just bull crap. Take all these wires out, I don't want to get shot. But I'm sick of this. I'm sick of you always sucking at your job. This stupid comic games bullshit. I mean, seriously, give me a freaking break. I'm sick of all this drama constantly causing me. Do you understand that, Jimmy? Uh, I do now. I didn't yesterday, but now I do. I learned my lesson. Okay, now get back in your seat. And again, sorry to Eric July and Ethan Van Skyver. This was my fault. Neither of them did anything wrong. I was just trying to make good content and thought it'd be a good discussion, and I totally and completely failed and poorly communicated with both sides. And I don't even think we gained any live viewers from you smashing that TV. So. Uh, no, we gained... Uh, we were at 796. We gained one. I'm out of breath now. Okay. Oh, we got a super chat. Oh, for how much? Um. Oh, gosh. How much? This is $20. Steven Fernandez has fired Jimmy. That's the message. You read this, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, and I want you on emails, start putting you're the assistant to the producer. Assistant to the... <laughs> you understand that? Suck it, Jimmy. <laughs> assistant to the producer. Okay. Say it with me. Assistant to the producer. Not assistant producer. No. Well, assistant. I can get promoted to assistant producer, but right now I'm assistant. Yes, you could. To the producer. You possibly could. Okay. Almost impossible, mm -hmm. but possible. Mm -hmm. Basically impossible, though, really. Mm -hmm. So, how are you going to start your emails and uh, direct messages? Uh, uh, Jimmy. Assistant to the producer of Primetime with Alex Stein. Does that sound good to you, Darius? Sounds good. Sounds good. What do you want to say to his dumb ass? Say something to Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Wow. Uh, did, did you not get a long enough uh, winter vacation? Christmas vacation? Yeah. You know? No, I, I, it was the perfect length. Mm, okay, okay. Thumbs up with Jimmy. You, you, you might need another week. Might might need another yeah, week what if you do need another week, Jimmy? You might need another week to learn how to fix some stuff. Jimmy, doesn't that sound nice? Another week, Jimmy? Another week? You can just watch TV all day? Another week? How does that sound, Jimmy? I need to go back on maternity leave. <laughs> you think that let me return this to Best Buy? Jimmy? About the $8 warranty. You know what? Actually, that would be a great video. Just try to return that to Best Buy and see what they say. All right, I'll have Darius do it. Just say you have the receipt. And it's just a, and have it be a KFC receipt. I'm sick of this damn TV. TVs are messing up society. Ha! All right, so do we have a CBD ad or anything? Um, we do have an ad. It's not. It's Manscaped. Oh, we liked Manscaped. Okay, great. Cheers to the new year from our friends at Manscaped because your resolutions shouldn't be the only things that are well kept in 2024. 2024 is a time for new heights, new opportunities, and a new look for your Times Square balls. Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're looking to maintain a trim or go for that Full clean shaven look. Let me tell you something, this trimmer has you covered. It's trusted by over 10 million men worldwide. Now is your time to get a grip on your grooming 
with your exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and make sure to use the code ALEX for 20% off plus free shipping, guys. Happy New Year and happy new balls, right? <laughs> so if you want your balls shaved tight and you want to hit that you-know-what right, you don't want too much friction for your little uh, sex mission, go to manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with that code ALEX at manscaped.com because nothing says Happy New Year like a deal that leaves your balls and your budget feeling refreshed. Embrace a new you and definitely embrace a new trimmer, courtesy of Manscaped. How are your balls, Darius? Nice and smooth, nice and smooth. And you use and, Manscaped, right? Not, not yet. I mean, I, I'm just. Um, yes, you do. Yeah, but, but I am. I'm you use it tonight. Tonight, starting you're going to shave your balls. You're going to film that, right? Yes, yes. Jimmy, are we going to play that on the air? Him manscaping his balls next Absolutely. week? Absolutely. Imagine the views. I mean, we'll renew that sponsorship forever. Put it one or two in the chat. Actually, I want them to know. Do you guys want to see Darius manscape his balls? We'll blur it out. But I want to. Say, I don't know. If, don't be too sexual in the question because I don't get terms of service. But ask something like. Would you guys like to see a video of Darius manscaping his uh, dongle sack? Okay, I'll put that in. I don't know how much they'll like that. Well, one or it's yes or no. They might love it. I, I think they might. They might not want to see it. I kind of don't want to see it, Jimmy. I think I might throw up. I mean, a lot of people are commenting dongle. No, they're not. Are they put? Are they saying dongle? Yes. Darius, are you ready to shave that dongle? Uh huh. Oh, God. You know, even though I just have a little fine baby hair, so I really don't have much to shave, you know. But, I mean, because it's, I mean, I've got hair, but I'm just saying it's, you know, it's really fine. And You have the hair you know, of a baby just, on your penis? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, sort of, you know. Do you have I won't a, say a baby, but, you know, boyish, you know. We'll say boyish, not, not baby. Do you have a man's penis or a boy's penis? A man's penis, but then. Little baby you hair. You know, boyish hair, you know. Yeah. It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. Because it's funny, because I have just the, the, the penis of a little boy, but the hair of a homeless junkie. Thick, nasty hair. Wow. That's why I use Manscaped yeah. 2.0 Ultra Trimmer, because this thing's looking good. When I trim it, it's like losing 15 pounds from my genitals. So go to manscaped.com, use that promo code, Alex. All right, is our guest ready? No, we have caption contest. Oh my gosh! Okay, it's it's your it's my Jimmy, favorite who's part. Jimmy, you know I had to go uh, to Rhode Island, so you're gonna need to clean all this up. You realize that, right, Jimmy? Oh, uh, you know what? I'm just gonna take the L and go. Yes, Alex, I would love to clean it up. I'll clean it up with my mouth, so it cuts Correct. my tongue. Correct answer. Darius likes that. Why do you like that so much? <laughs> not not because he said mouth. You know. What's you it? didn't get it. He said mouth instead of mouth. Oh, that's the urban way of saying yeah. it. Yeah. Mouth. Peach fuzz, peach fuzz, peach fuzz, peach fuzz. Peach, pear. How do you, how do you drive? Pears, peaches, park. Uh-huh. That's it. That's it. Oh, and speaking of Ronnie can only watch a little bit of the episode. She got her new job at Hobby Lobby. Ronnie, we're thinking about Shout you. Shout out, Ronnie. Shout out, Ronnie. Go make those big bucks and... Uh, if you can steal us some arts and crafts, send them our way, because Darius loves arts and crafts, right, Darius? Uh-huh. All right, now let's get to the caption contest. We gotta get to our guest. This is me, Darius, and I'm paintballing my genitals. I'm doing my own manscape version. So uh, let's see these, let's run through them real quick. Number one. At flip sides, <laughs> when you just need to feel something, anything. <laughs> anything smooth. Number two. Supple. At no gamble, no future. This is how Big Mike proves it. Okay, that's true. All right, number three, Willy Wonkanobi. This is a metaphor for hiring Jimmy. That's true. It's me shooting myself in the dick over and over every day when yeah. I think about hiring Jimmy. Okay, number four. Number four, the DNA stops here. Okay, those are pretty good. One, two, three, or four. I'm thinking I like uh, tres leches. That yeah, I think three. three is the runaway winner here, but we'll still let the people choose. Yep. Because this that is a democracy. The are they still saying dongle? I'm not even looking at the chat. Are they over the dongle? No, now everyone's just commenting number three. So uh, Okay, So they did, but they still do. We did get a confirmation they want to see Darius's dongle, though. Bunch. Did we get confirmation? 
Okay, yeah, do yeah, a lot okay. of dongles. <laughs> All right. Thank you. They want to see the dongle. All right, now, guys, we have an incredible guest. She is the co-host of Steve Bannon's War Room. She's young. She's smart. She's outspoken. And uh, if, I, if I believe this is right, and I should have probably done a little research, I think there was a Netflix show storyline that they actually stole from her. So we're going to get her side of the story right now by welcoming on the one, the only, Natalie Winters. Natalie! What's happening, my friend? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad you you bifurcated my segment with the caption contest so I didn't have to come on after the Manscaped ad. Yeah. So thank you for that. You're welcome, because that ad is disgusting, but we're very thankful for their advertising dollars. Okay, no, but tell us real quick. We got, we got a lot to talk about, Natalie, but wait, what was this? I saw you had a viral tweet. We should have pull, pulled it up. But wasn't there a Netflix episode? You were on a radio show, and then they made a Netflix storyline that was similar to where they called you a white supremacist because you said that women shouldn't get abortions or something. I mean, basically something normal. What, what's the back quick story real quick? Sure. Well, you should have done your due diligence, but I forgive you. Um, I grew up in Los Angeles. I went to a high school that was basically filled with the children and grandchildren of like the Hollywood elite. So it, it was a horrible experience. Um, but the producer of the show, Dear White People, I don't think it's still around because it was so uh, cringe and, and horribly written. But for the second season, uh, they actually ripped off my experience in high school for their pilot episode. I had joined a podcast episode sponsored by our high school called Right on Point. And I said a few uh, hot takes, well, we'll call it that. Um, and they, they, they portrayed me as this like alt-right neo-Nazi girl. And if you look at the opening uh, segment of that show, they, they cast some white chick to be me ranting on a podcast talking about like immigration and race stuff. Uh, and apparently what I said was was not OK. So I was the inspiration for the second season of, of Dear White People. I, so lo it's I love that story. Stories. Wait, now, Natalie, that is awesome <laughs> that like you became a villain, not even realizing it in a Netflix story. Yeah. OK, so tell us about a little bit about L.A. How do you become conservative growing up in L.A. when everybody's like, you know, drinking kale and like transitioning their children? <laughs> Well, I, I love kale. I will say I like that. kale, too. I like kale. Yeah, I'm a vegetarian. I'm actually a plant-based pimp. So, But go ahead. This isn't kale talk. Sorry. Okay. No, no. I think there is an interesting overlap between the health and wellness culture and sort of the alternative media stuff. Um, but the high school that I went to, people may remember Operation Varsity Blues. It was when all the kids were like photoshopping themselves on the rowers and their parents were paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to get yeah. them into college. Well, you went into that school where all, but see, I'm actually on those parents' yeah. side. They, they should have gone to jail. But, but so you were at the famous school where a lot of parents were donating all this money and they were fake rowers. Like they were getting rowing scholarships <laughs> or rowing nominations. Yes. And they'd never even so rowed in their all life. My classmates. So it was my year that that scandal broke. And, and like you said, if you have a lot of money and you really think it's important to have your underperforming child go to Harvard, like knock yourself out. But I had gone through years at that school, Harvard Westlake, of having my morals and ethics attacked, accosted because I supported Donald Trump saying I was a horrible person because I didn't support affirmative action. And meanwhile, these people were paying to get their kids in the back door, right, into these elite prestigious schools. And even though who cares about college admissions at the time, it was a much bigger deal to me. Um, but I think it just sort of made me realize how hypocritical uh, the kind of elite ruling class here is in the United States. And from then on, I think really made me realize that as you so, you know, eloquently articulate, it's not Republicans versus Democrats, but it's average Americans versus sort of the, the uniparty elite. And that's definitely what Steve's worldview is. And that's what we talk a lot about it at War Room. Um, so I was I was blessed by a, a lot of things to kind of end up in, in, in the War Room world of stuff. Um, but yeah, crazy L.A. people and immigration, too, really, I think. We'll red pill you yeah, quite quickly. No, and, and I'm telling you, Natalie, you're very well spoken. You're smart about the subject you talk about. And that's why I think Steve obviously recognized your talent. But, uh, you know, when, when you come to, like, I guess, this conservative media world, it's really, isn't it kind of annoying, though, too? Because, like, this is my point that you're saying right versus left. A lot of these conservatives, they act like they have our side. And they're rhinos like Dan Crenshaw and, I mean, Nikki Haley. I'm just saying, it really, both sides are crooked. I mean, how do you fight that? Because I know Steve's obviously, you know, 
a conservative guy, but he knows better than anybody. Half the conservatives are all frauds. So what do you think about all the frauds that call themselves, oh, they're on the right, but really they're, you know, they're not conservative whatsoever? Well, the funniest thing, before I ever got into conservative media, I remember when I was in high school, I was like, oh, I would just be lucky to get a job at Breitbart News. Like conservative media is so competitive. Everyone's so smart. And then I realized like, no, everyone's so dumb. Everybody's dumb. Just, <laughs> everyone's so dumb. Um, no, I, I say that respectfully, but people- We're not as dumb as CNN media. or MSNBC yeah. though. We're dumb. We're not yes. that dumb. Sorry, go ahead, Natalie. Yes, no, no, no. But you're so right. And I think controlled opposition is probably the best way um, to frame it. Um, but I, I think, you know, people give Steve, give Warren a hard time. Oh, you guys are such a conservative show. We spend most of our time ranking on Republicans. It's very rare that we actually attack Democrats. And frankly, if, if you really go to the kind of origins of Breitbart and what Steve had done with his media career, um, it never was to, to really create a, a platform or a voice in the media to go after the left. It was to go after these weak, feckless, spineless Republicans because I think they do more damage because they give us a false sense of confidence, right? When we have the congressional majority, at least in the House, we think, oh, we can actually do something on the border. Oh, we can impeach Joe Biden. But when push comes to shove, we can't even cut the salary of the CISA director who's actively censoring conservatives online because so many of these Republicans are bought and paid for, whether it's big pharma. In the case of, of Ukraine, you see all these defense contracting, these lobbyists, the funds going to them. And oftentimes, you know, a lot of my reporting has to do, like you sort of alluded to, with the Chinese Communist Party and their infiltration efforts here in the United States. Nine times out of 10, honestly, they're partnered up and working on behalf of establishment Republicans, not even Democrats, because I think if you really get to what motivates rhinos, they have nothing motivating them except money and greed and lust for you know power and control, right? They don't have backbones. So they're a lot easier to compromise because as crazy and deranged and as anti-America as the Democrats are, at least they stand for something, which is hating America. Um, but I think these rhino class, these rhino types are a lot easier to sell out. And I think we need to be very wary um, heading into 2024, 2025, when the kind of Kevin McCarthy's of the world depart Congress, which good riddance, but I guarantee you, they're all going to become lobbyists. They're all going to set up their lobbying shops because they can't start podcasts because no one would listen, right? No one cares what they have to say. Um, and it'll be only a question of if they lobby for, you know, Pfizer, Ukraine, um, or China. And I think we really need to be, be cognizant of that and sort of start sounding the alarm because a Kevin McCarthy as a lobbyist is a very scary prospect. I can only imagine the, the millions he will rake in. And that's the only reason he had power is because he was so good at fundraising. So that's why he's definitely a double threat. So, you know, and we want to start off by say, saying stop Asian hate, but you uh, criticize China a lot. <laughs> My co-host Darius, uh, I don't know if you can show all three of us. Darius, he actually was kicked out of a bodega in New York City by an Asian man. And uh, <laughs> and so he's really, what are, what are your feelings on China after that? Fuck China. No! Do not say that. Do not say anything about it. We're going to get terms of service. And Natalie is not saying that. She probably respects the Uyghurs, the slaves. Uh, I'll go torch it solo. Do not do anything. Just because just a guy thought you were shoplifting in a bodega, you're still mad at China? Well, it's more than just that, you know. There's, okay, yeah, all right. All right. But listen, he's going to get his kicked off freaking YouTube. All right, so, Natalie, you're a young woman. What do you really think about the future? I mean, I bet it has to be hard. I don't know what your dating life is. I don't know, like, what your marriage status is. But I'm just saying, is it hard to date? Is it hard to start a family in this day and age? I'm scared to start a family because they're going to go to school and the teacher's going to try to, you know, give them gender reassignment surgery or give them a book that teaches them how to have sex in kindergarten. Like, what is it like? You know, I guess, what are your goals in life? Do you want to become a mom? Do you want to be a political pundit? Do you want to be a talk show host? Like, what do you see for your future, Natalie? That is a good question. I love we're already getting so deep um, what my thoughts on the future are. Uh, I would say it's it's pretty bleak, but conversely, I think they want us to think like that. So we're scared to have children. Mm -hmm. So it only sort of self-selects for the like weirdo climate change types who are going to have kids um, or maybe they won't because it's bad for the environment. Um, but dating is is difficult. I'm back here in Los Angeles for a bit. I also have a place in in D.C., which I guess, honestly, it's even worse there. Um, Where, D.C. or L.A.? In, 
I think it's worse in DC because everyone just wants to network. Yeah. Um, and everyone always is just texting me, trying to get on a war room. And I'm like, no. Wait, wait, <laughs> slow down. No, this actually, I want to know this. So they, so they're like, meet up with you and they'll say, oh, hey, Natalie, let's go to dinner. But really, they're trying to get on Steve's show. Shut up. No, it's it's not even that. Like, I don't really entertain. I don't date in D.C. I've learned that lesson the hard way. But it's more just random men always texting me trying to come on War Room. And I, it's sort of an insult to my intelligence because they think if they couch it by being like, hey, you know, what's up? Like, I have this crazy story, like trying to get me to invite them on because I sometimes host the show and I get to book my own guests. Um, so I always am like, just say you want to come on the show. Just just be direct. Um, but no, the, the dating stuff, you know, I, even though I guess it's, I'm not, I'm an, I'm an anti girl boss, girl boss. Like I, I hate girl bosses, but I have unfortunately been thrust into obviously an influential media position by working with Steve. Um, but I, I love my career and I'm the diversity hire in the war room. I'm like the only woman on that, air. I think so every, I, I think <laughs> every, every TV show needs a hot girl. So I don't know if that's diversity hire. I think that's just production 101. Hey, but, Natalie, what, what, Natalie, what? Well, well, on the topic of dating, I actually edited edited together a video for your dating profile. So this can help you score some hot. What is this? Online. What is this? I don't know if I like this. What is this, Jimmy? All right, we're, pull, we're pulling. Jimmy, what is this? What, what is this video, Jimmy? Did you hack Natalie's thing? Jimmy, why is she flipping like that? Did Just keep watching. Jimmy. Jimmy, what is going on? It looks like she's jumping in a skirt on a trampoline. Her Instagram is at Natalie G. Winters. Jimmy, this is going to get us a terms of service. Jimmy, she's fl Wow. Is that... What is what is this from, Natalie? Wait, okay. What is Let me this? <laughs> so I love my favorite thing in the whole entire world is a good trampoline park. Me too. Um, I love and I it. I went I mean, yeah. one. They're so fun. And I went, I was having a horrible day. I was like over DC and I went to one in Maryland. I was like, I think the, well, the only adult there who wasn't with a kid and I went with one of my friends and it was actually a very ethnically diverse group of people too. Like, Wait, have you never been to a trampoline there. park? It's all <laughs> African-American and Hispanic, the <laughs> I, ones here. And that's I a God bless her soul. Yeah. I had no idea what to expect. So it was me and a bunch of kids and young boys who were just looking at me like, oh my, like, what the heck? I but know what they were I, looking at, Natalie. I know exactly what they were looking at, uh, honey. I know. So I, I had always wanted to do a flip. Always wanted to do a flip, but I was always too scared that I was going to break my neck. But that day I was getting out of a relationship and I was like, you know what? I am not holding myself back anymore. I am going to do what I want to do. So I just went for it and tried to do a flip and it like sort of worked. So I posted that. I think I captioned it POV red pilling kids at a trampoline park, at least on Twitter. Um, but it was so much fun. And when I go back to DC, it's like the first thing I'm going to do when I get there. Wow. So. Well, that should help you make some connections on Bumble oh, oh, or Hitch. Well, oh, and, uh, don't, don't, don't show the camera on me. Keep it on them. But Natalie, uh, Darius, he might DM you asking for do, your number. Do not, after. okay, Don't do not. Yeah, show us three. Do my not. My lap and arms are not, always available. Do not Visit message her at your earliest convenience. And, no, you know, Natalie, and, do and, not and go help, to the trampoline park. You know, help me get past, you know, my midlife crisis. And you, you know? want to go jump on the trampoline with her while she's wearing the skirt and she's wearing the low cut? Hell yeah. yeah. I what what natural skirt. man wouldn't? She did. <laughs> Darius, you know, gummies, Natalie's coffee, a classy you know? lady. I don't want to bring this yeah, up, but Darius, he's famous. Smoke a few joints. No, you know. she doesn't use drugs. Why? Why are you trying to get her guests on drugs? Do drugs? It's not drugs. It's, it's she doesn't drink. She's like Trump. Uh, you know, like Trump. Trump doesn't drink or do any drugs. That's why he's so successful. Who gives a fuck about Trump? You know. Why she loves Trump? Trump can go to hell. He no, do not hell. say that on the show. This Natalie's like the most evil best. and treacherous. Natalie's boss is like Donald's lived. best friend. Shut up, dude. I You're gonna get us totally screwed over, dude. Do not say that. We love the Donald Trump. The trampoline park date is canceled. No. The trampoline park date I'll, is canceled. Donald Trump. No, Darius. Darius Santos better. I'm getting that. Yeah, I'm getting. No, I'm gonna get the paintball gun, Darius. If you don't say I love Donald Trump. <laughs> no. Well, Y'all can love him all you want to. Darius! What? What? Darius, he helps everybody. You know, but Darius... He hasn't helped me. That is true, but, uh, you know, Darius does believe that Michelle... Oh my kind, you know. She, uh, the, the, uh, the, shut up. Tell her about Michelle Obama and what you think about him. 
Well, well, M My Michael's not much better, you know. Two sides see of the this? same You coin. see this gun? Natalie. Paintball dollar, gun. Paintball you know. gun. Natalie, this is a paintball you know. gun. Hold this. Hold this. This is for him treating you bad. <laughs> I'm going to shoot him. Can you see this? I can. I'm going to shoot him. Thank you for defending my this honor. This is defending your honor. Oh, my gosh. I might go. You know, but I'm going to shoot one of his in his leg. This time next year, I'm giving up on women, you know. Wait. We, my heart and mind can't. Are you already gay? What do you mean rejection? you're giving no, up? No, I mean, you know. You I'm went gonna, to a glory hole. No, I'm tell, not going to turn. Natalie about the time I'm not going to turn gay. I mean, I'll just, I'll just be, I'll just be straight tricking. You know. What does that mean, straight tricking? What uh, is okay, tricking? we have you know five minutes left with Natalie. Yeah, Can we, we not talk a, about glory yeah. holes? <laughs> all right, sorry about all this, Natalie. This, this show. Glory holes are the best. Really off the rails. Miss, okay. Miss them. So now let's get into some nitty gritty. Let's talk about some serious stuff. So you often, okay. you oftentimes host uh, the War Room. You are the host. You do, you do a great job on there. Steve is obviously the main host. Tell us a little bit about the War Room and, and have you guys like uh, had some like you guys uh, obviously a very popular show. A lot of people watch it, but what is it? you guys were kicked off YouTube? What ha how have y'all been censored again? I, I forget what happened. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's actually rare to ever see me on YouTube, so I hope you guys don't get banned or get another strike um, because we're banned on YouTube. We're banned on Spotify. Steve, metaphorically speaking, said that Fauci's head should be on a pipe. Ah, no, we love it, Dr. Fauci. We're not even speaking metaphors. Everything exactly. Dr. Fauci does is great. We love you, Tony. Thank you so much for how you handled he's, COVID. He's I'm, the best. I'm on my fifth booster. And I am boosted. And you know what? I didn't want to do it, but uh, I got a free cheeseburger, and it was worth it. So, uh, Natalie, for all of you anti VA Xers, it, it was great. I am impotent. I, I don't have uh, the ability to get an erection anymore, but that's neither here nor there. That's that's one of the good side effects, they said. So you are on a controversial show. What has that been like as a young lady? Have you had any kickback on being, you know, let's just be real. Steve is a controversial figure. What is that like telling your friends and family that you work for a guy that's best friends with Trump, got Trump into the White House, I would say. So you could argue that Steve's one of the most powerful people in America. Well, being underestimated, I would say, is one of my favorite things in life. And most people who meet me assume that I am, usually I get Pilates instructor. Um, so you could imagine how their mind blows up when they finally find out what I do and that I'm Steve Bannon's co-host. Um, but it's super fun and it's sort of a nice, easy way to like weed out people that I don't want to spend my time with, the ones who can't handle it uh, or disagree. But I will say... Um, a lot of people, I think, don't really understand who Steve is. He's obviously depicted as a, you know, racist, sexist, misogynist, evidenced by the fact that he hired me. <laughs> um, but like I said, it goes back to what I was talking about in the beginning. I think a lot of people really just don't get that Steve is not just railing against Democrats. It's railing against the Uniparty. And I think that that's a message that so many Americans can unite behind. And it always makes me really happy when I leave a conversation, whether it's with like an Uber driver or the person I'm sitting next to on the plane, who's a far, far, far left radical. And they're like, oh, actually, we do have some similar, uh, you know, takes on, on taxation or on the global elite or on what they're doing with the origins of COVID. So it's a, it's a really cool job. And Steve is like, the best person to work for. He's my, my only real boss that I've ever had. So it's a unique resume, I would say. Okay, <laughs> two questions. Tell everybody before you go, She's So Right yeah. is your clothing brand. So tell the people how they can find you and how they can support you before you go. Thank you for letting me do this. It's she's so right.co and it's actually cool and fun women's political apparel, not done on boxy men's t-shirts. I think you would look great in one of the tank tops, maybe the but daddy, I miss his mean tweets one or more insecure than the border. So I'm happy to, to send some your way. <laughs> Yo, I want the tank top. Darius wants the tank top. He's a, he's a cross-dresser. So he'll actually... Want some puffa. If you Stop saying that, Darius. For You're not saying... Stop park. that. Say, stop. Okay. okay, now, now, now. Park and she's so right. Yeah. Well, and my we are... dog is crossing your show. Well, we love, we love animals. <laughs> okay, this is the last tough question, though, Natalie. And we got a little clip. We're not going to be able to play the whole clip. Now, this is the one that's oh, going to no. get you in trouble. Okay, so your boss, Steve Bannon, he doesn't love me that much he should i've always been very nice to him he doesn't love me that much but i tried to ask him a question one time and he got really mad at me and i asked him about a time that he interviewed my uh my uh i would say uh the biggest villain in the world jeffrey epstein and i tried to ask him about it and he didn't want to answer so 
Have you ever heard about this documentary that Steve did with Jeffrey Epstein? Do you know anything about it? This is supposedly like some huge story, but I don't know if it's fake news or real news. So what's the inside scoop? Did your boss ever get to freaking go in the lion's den with the world's biggest pedophile? No, I would say definitely okay. not. And look, Steve does not hate you. Um, he does it? He I don't know. I don't think he, he likes me. Him and his daughter, no. I think they get scared when they see me because they know I'm a freak. Hey, it's better to be feared than loved. Yeah, but right? I want Steve to like me. He's the most powerful <laughs> guy in America. Tell Steve I'll do anything. Tell Steve that I'll I love him. That. And I just and, and like I said, I'm on his side. I don't think he's with Epstein doing crazy stuff, but he interviewed him and I would I'm, that's my dream interview. So now I gotta go to Epstein Island. And do you think you Epstein You gotta get banned on YouTube if you wanna be in with Steve? And oh. I'm sure he's glad that you don't come for his my pillow promo code territory. So keep doing the manscaped ads. No, and everybody <laughs> literally needs to go support Steve because He's been railroaded. They're trying to, you know, lock him up. He spent, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal bills for BS. I mean, they're literally, they're, they're just trumped up charges. Not it's me. why he had to hire me. It's well, that was a good hire. On. No, no, seriously, Natalie, he needs a young woman. And you actually have good energy and good charisma. So you're going to be super successful. And uh, everybody, go follow Natalie. What's your uh, Instagram and uh, 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 all your social media real quick? Say that before you go. For trampoline park content and so much more, you can go to Natalie G. Winters on, on all the platforms. Natalie G. Winters! Darius, say something nice to her, not perverted. Uh, <laughs> you, you look great, and it seems like uh, your Thank your inside you. matches your outside. You it, know. Does, it does. It does. And they, she has the body of a Pilates instructor, but the mind of Hillary Clinton that doesn't worship Satan. Oh, but don't worry. Right. I, I guarantee well, I won't look follow Look at her. that. Look at that picture. You see that? Yeah, I love That's it. That's Pilates bodies all day yeah. long in D.C. in the we swamp. We love Pilates. All right. Natalie, hope to talk to you again soon. Tell Steve we said hello. And, uh, um, and can you DM me any uh, trampoline videos? Jimmy, you you're married. Uh, Jimmy, oh, actually, real quick. Jimmy, did you show what you're drinking out of right now. It's a manly Stanley. He has a Stanley. Natalie, what do you think about a guy drinking a Stanley? And 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 I sent him. Uh, I no, but real quick, Natalie, I sent him to gay conversion therapy. He officially failed it. Now he was doing good. What does that say if a man is doing using drinking from a manly Stanley? <laughs> I don't understand the obsession, and I would have to agree. It is, uh, it is kind of gay. Yes, you're gay, Jimmy. <laughs> Natalie said it, so she's right. So. So, how, so how about you send me somebody to Dallas to hang out with? No, you're not. She can't even see you. All right, bye, Natalie. Get out of here. Yeah, and, thank you, Natalie. Thank you. And, and don't worry, I guarantee I won't. Stop, her, stop you know? being weird to our guest. She's I'm a connected saying. woman, powerful woman. You know. Thank you. Gosh, Darius, what, can, can you say something nice to Trump? That's, she works for Trump's a confidant. Well, there's, there's nothing nice to say about him. What, what did Trump I mean, do to you? Me, I mean, you know. What did he do to you? He helped you out a lot. He, he has, a, has a savage history, a savage and sadistic history. Okay, Darius, first came I, I have to, sorry to, <laughs> what? It, Darius, sorry to interrupt Darius's you. I want to get hot political you know. take on Trump, though. I don't well, want to get that. If, no. I did, if I did turn gay, it would be understandable, but I mean, I would be strictly a top, you know. Alex, I have to tell you something. You Before know, the show, no. Darius pulled me no. aside and said he's a big Nikki Haley fan. No, he's not a Nikki Haley. Yeah, Jimmy, he, he hey, loves Nikki Haley. And Jimmy, I'm not a fan this, of any of them. This is your fault. We can't even break Republican a thousand Democrat, viewers nobody, tonight because you, know. you ruined everything. You lost our streak <laughs> of a thousand. All of them are soulless. I did. Pieces of shit that are no. We had how many? You know? We had like what a month in a row of shows breaking a thousand viewers, and we can't even get the chat rats mm -hmm. to help us out. We got 15 minutes left, and the chat rats can't even help us out, Jimmy. It, it was four shows in a row, but. In my mind, it felt like a month. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty good streak for. But you know what? We're at nine thirty-nine, sixty-one more, and uh, we still need to. Call, are we? Uh, are we calling that other guy? Call Brian. Yes, yeah. from Fish Tank. Okay. So, folks, big we're, we're, we're news here at the Blaze Primetime. Alex Stein is not only getting a new TV, but I'm going on America's favorite reality show. Fish tank, and I'm bringing some surprise guests. But before we get into all of that, and I tell you our plan for uh, the show, I want to bring on a cast member that spent how long, Brandon? Nearly two, three weeks there? Yeah, roughly. 
roughly three weeks, and um, he was tortured. He was made to eat hot dogs <laughs> until he puked. He was, are you okay over there, Darius? Yeah, just, just belching, you know. You are just belching? Show Darius, what were you just doing? I was just, just belching. You know we're in the middle of a show. Well, no, was, I know. I understand that. Just, 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 you know, little just acid a little, little acid reflux? Okay, all right. I'll allow it. All right, so we have on one of those fish. Please welcome on Brian! Brian, welcome to the show, my man. Hey, Alex, how you doing, man? Thanks Good, for having so, me on. So you were the star this season. I was really kind of sad to see you go. Did you expect to go? I mean, I know you were there. How long were you in the house, 22 days or something like that? Uh, it was like 18 or 19 days. Yeah, about 18 or 19 days. So you're in there almost 20 days. And then did you want to leave? Like, what was your mindset? Because, you know, I don't know if you know, watched the first season. I was on it, and I think I was there three yeah. days. I wanted to get the hell out of there. Uh, so what was your experience like? Um, I basically got Stockholm syndrome about a weekend, and I didn't want to leave. Like, I could have stayed there for a year. Um, it definitely sucked leaving, but uh, everything has been really nice since getting back home. Um, it's been a lot more warmer of a welcome than I expected. So I think, and honestly, after seeing Frank Hassel being on there and all the piss throwing, and I think I got out at just the right time. You got out at the right time. And also, tell us about that you had a, an event, Dunye, who's a regular guest on this show, who I know you really, you actually picked him up at the beginning. You lifted his spirits. I know maybe I'll fought later, but there was a challenge where you smoked 60 cigarettes and you smoked 40 of the cigarettes. How, tell us about this thing that you guys had to do, calisthenics. And what, what was the challenge again? You had to smoke 60 cigarettes, eat 100 hot dogs, and then do calisthenics. Is that correct? Yeah. The uh, challenge was we had to smoke 60 cigs, eat 40 hot dogs, and then do 120 reps of CrossFit. And like we we crushed the cigarettes because like I'm I'm a chain smoker. You were kicking there, ass, Brian. You know how yeah. to smoke a cigarette, dude. You're a professional. I was bundling up eight, yeah, <laughs> eight. We'll just bundle them up at a time, doing it like that. And then uh, the hot dogs. When we started being able to do that, and they're like, "Oh, you have permission to throw up." I was like, "Oh, we got this. We got this." Dude, that was Which the was... grossest thing ever, Brian. I want you to keep yeah. talking, but dude, wait. You guys started eating uh, hot dogs and then immediately started projectile vomiting. We can't even show it on YouTube. We don't nope. get a strike. Dude, okay, so so you smoke all the cigarettes. Dunye smokes hardly any. You're carrying the team. You go to the hot dog level of this challenge. So remember, guys, they're locked in a room. They're able to go to the next room where they got to eat the hot dogs. So you start eating hot dogs, and then what's going through your head right then when they say you got to eat all these dogs? Um, I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting that many hot dogs. And the, the worst part about it was, like, they had just started boiling them, like, five minutes ago. So they were just cold and raw. Like, if they had been hot and, like, actually had condiments on them, it would have been easier. But that was... So you're just eating raw glizzies. Raw, cold glizzies. Off the ground. Y'all had them on the ground. And who yeah, ate, I was picking them up off the ground. <laughs> who My ate the most fear. glizzies? Because Dunye was eating some, and then you were eating most of them, I think. But the girls, yeah, Taylor or Trish, I forget which one. One of the girls was eating a lot, I thought. Uh, Trish went hard on them. Yeah, so Me Trish and Trish ate them. the most dogs, yeah. It makes sense, but <laughs> yeah, she went hard. On why does it make sense? Yeah, why does it make sense? What is it? She likes big dick. Is that why she likes it? She oh, likes yeah, she's a very talented woman. Did you get? Uh, oh, so Brian, you're the one that got laid in the house, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, he's a man, Jimmy. <laughs> so, this mofo. is a man. Wait, 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 play celebratory mofo. music. Play celebratory Qu question. music. Question. So, since there's cameras around, does that imply you have a sex tape? Well, kind of. He was under a blanket and kind it was of. low quality. Yeah. He well. Did, Let's let him the best part about that was we had like a makeout session in the closet that uh, Cole cucked us out of by coming into the room. But then New Year's Eve, uh, the bathroom was real, but it was like 5 a.m. at that point. So I don't know how many people clipped that one, but the, we just went into the bathroom. And then the day after they add bathroom cams. So I couldn't have timed that out better, honestly. Wow. So is it weird that... Um... There's a clip of you online forever losing your virginity. No, that and it's, he didn't lose his virginity. <laughs> He's not gay like you. And, and last year, last year, Dontarius, there's a clip of him on the internet. He was drying off his penis. He didn't realize that they had uh, dark. No, you guys look. Type in Dontarius penis, and no. he's 
And he's wiping his penis all weird because he thought when the lights were out that he didn't realize they have the infrared cam so they can see at night. So, Brian, so really, you kind of won the show, in my opinion. You're the first guy to fornicate in the fish tank. I don't know anybody else that has fornicated in the fish tank. I see, wait, wait, Brandon. I see you back there. Brandon, uh, he's a, a show aficionado. Has anybody ever fornicated in the tank? No, I believe we have the first. So we have the yep. biggest badass with the most used dick ever in the history of fishing. He has the wettest dick in the history of fishing. Wow, time. everybody clap that up. Clap that up. Congratulations, Brian. Okay, so what was your experience like with Sam? And then, you know, this is my one complaint, and I have no complaints about this season, though. But the first season, nobody had any idea, right? They're like, what the hell right. is this? So this year, you kind of had some, some ideas. So, like, do you think that helped or hurt you that they had done it before, you know, because now you're going to season two, you're looking, even though they made it different, you kind of knew what to expect. Did that help or hurt you in your opinion? Um, that helped me in my mm. opinion. I mean, it was great to meet Sam. Like I've been watching his content for almost a decade now. So best. getting to meet him in an environment like where you're getting to work with him. I mean, that was an absolute dream come true. Um, it helped me. It helped me deal with everything really well. Like I, I knew what to expect out of the audience. I knew I was going to get just like dunked on constantly by TTS. I knew I was going to get harassed and gaslit. So like going in, knowing that like already, like that's why nothing really affected me in there. That's why like I never snapped or got like actually angry. Like no, nothing that happened in there bothered me because like I knew I'm like, oh, it's a show. The whole stick of this is like, it's supposed to be a hell house. You're supposed like the people pay to interact. Um, for some reason, it really confused me how none of the other contestants thought that way. Like, I'm like, if you guys have already all seen this, like, why are you taking any of this really seriously? Why are you guys not willing to be, you know, more of a villain? Why are you guys, like, having such a hard time, like, wanting to scheme with me to, like, screw over other people? That's, like, that's the name of the game. Like, it, it, for a lot of them, I feel like it just became, like, a fan-out session where they're like, I can't believe I'm around Sam Hyde. I can't believe all this. I'm like, guys, like. There's 50k on the line, like let's, and we all have an advantage knowing how the show goes. Like I don't know why no one's playing that advantage. And it's a reality show. Like that's just the basic of TV. You got to act goofy, do goofy stuff. You know, scheme. Like people don't want you to just be to float along. But actually, I watch a lot of reality TV. Those are sadly. It's funny how you have that mindset. I have that same mindset. I was on this show called The Glass House on ABC. It was like Big Brother, and I was one of the first people to get kicked off because I went around like causing drama, calling people gay and fat and all this stuff. Um, but because that's the producers were gassing me up. No, Brian, they're like, oh, good job. But then, of course, I get voted off it. But what's funny, in these freaking reality shows, the people, though, that kind of hide out in the middle, they do somehow make it to the end. So it's really, yeah. that, that's like the most annoying thing about these shows. If you stay under the radar, you can kind of Take it to the end. Okay, so now we know how the show works. They bring back the freeloaders. So what are the chances that you're going to be back in the house? Um, I, no, one, no one's been in contact with me yet about coming back on. I mean, if they do, like, I definitely will. Um, I, made, I made the goal I wanted to when I, get, when I got back home. I already made Twitch affiliate. That was, like, the main concern. I want to get that taken care of. But now that that's taken care of, if they call me back, like, I'm going to hop on a plane, like, the next two hours after those messages. So. Yeah, and, and I bet they'll probably bring you back. So now we got to ask you about two people. First and foremost, my very good friend, Charleston White. What was it like interacting with Charleston White in that Oh, house? man, that was insane. Because I've been watching Charleston White stuff, too, for a long time. Like, I uh, like I'm really into like hip hop and all that. So like I, I came across Charleston like a couple of years ago. And uh once I heard I was upstairs and I heard that I heard the basement door opening and then I heard that voice and I was like, You're kidding me. Like you're you're there's no way he's in here. And I come down there and I see all the chains, I see everything glistening, I see that glass eye poking out. I'm like, it's really him. <laughs> yeah. It's really him. He was hilarious in there. Um, I kind of screwed over Shinji right off the bat. Why? Because Shinji <laughs> called him the N-word? Or did you call him the N-word? What happened? Somebody called no, him the N-word? No, no. Um, well, he doesn't play that gay stuff no. at all. Like, no, no he doesn't stuff. play that at all. And I tried to explain that to them. I was like, hey, the one thing you guys need to be sure about, like, this guy did 25 years in prison. I know gay stuff's funny to guys like us, mm -hmm. but after 25 years in prison, gay stuff's not funny anymore. And so I was trying to hype Shinji up when I introduced him to him. I was like, hey, Shinji's a porn star over in Japan. Like, this guy gets it in. And Shinji immediately just goes, do you want to touch my penis? Oh, uh, like, to Bro, Charleston? Like, he said yes, you want to touch to my dick to Charleston? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I didn't see it. I've like, been watching Bro. the clips. I didn't see that. What did Charleston do? Did he punch him or did he yell at him? He just freaked out. He started calling him uh, He started calling him Jap dick the whole time and, like, all sorts of crazy stuff. Like, he, he did not let up on him the whole time. He was... <laughs> 
on his ass the rest of the show after that. Well, you did good setting up Shinji like that. Okay, <laughs> now what 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 do you think about our boy Dunye, the freeloader? That dude, he's. I I was talking to uh, you know some of the crew. I don't want to tell which people in the production. And they were like, oh, yeah, we're happy that you sent Dunye, but we thought that he would have quit by now. They want him to quit, and Dunye will not leave. He will not leave the house. Will he ever leave? Why is he thriving no. so much, Brian? Dunye feeds off, like, honestly, like, even though me and him butted heads um, on the show, like, I actually really like Dunye. Yeah. Um, he's really funny, and uh, he's stubborn, and he's resilient, which is, like, you cannot have a better combo of a person on a show like that. Like, if he's if he was eligible for the 50K, like, he, he wins. He'd win! Uh, I know! That's why they had to have some sort of, like, uh, you know, consolation prize. If not, I'm going to give him a consolation prize because he was just so... Yeah. He's so damn funny. But, you no, know, I really liked your drama on the show. You did a great job. You should be proud because, seriously, I know in your mind you're like, oh, I want to get to the end, and I want to win. Everybody wants to win, but... You know, there's how many people got in the house? 11. There, there's going to be 10 losers. Like, that's just how it works. There's only yeah. one Super Bowl winner. It sucks. You know, it's just how the cookie crumbles. But I'm telling you, Brian, you created some of the best content in the house. And, and if I thought you sucked in the house, I'd be like, Brian, you sucked. You were very funny. I know Sam liked you. I know that crew liked you. Um, so I think you should hold your head up high. And, and honestly, how old are you, Brian? Uh, 27. That's what I'm saying. You're still a young guy. You should start creating content. I'm telling you, in the next couple of years, you know, you're really going to be able to blow up with the help of people like Sam and connecting. Not that I'm going to make you super famous, but now you've opened up a lot of doors. You put in the legwork. You start streaming on Twitch. I know Josie won the show, but her channel's blown up. And you mm -hmm. can do the same thing with the IRL streaming and just doing, you know, a stream. Just like when I started off, now I have a show at The Blaze. I'm doing really well. But for a year, I streamed every day with 10 viewers, 11 viewers, and it got to 100 viewers. Then it gets to 1,000 viewers. So you just have to build up to it. I know you got the work ethic. So do not stop working hard. Do not beat yourself up because obviously you wanted to win. That didn't happen. So now you just got to freaking, you know, try to move on and not cry about spilt milk. So What's for what's what's going on? How can they uh, find you and how can they shout you out and get in contact with you before oh, you yeah, go? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, the Twitter is Tony Simprano, S I M P R A N O. Um, that's the Twitter. The Twitch is a uh, Tony Simprano eighty eight. Did not think about the uh, the number I added on there. That was my college football number, and everyone was like, "Oh, you know, uh, you know, eighty eight has a correlation to it." And I was like, oh, "What? What, yeah. is, what is eighty eight? Infinity? What is it? Some what is Michael it? Irvin stabbing uh, someone? What is uh, it? Some anti-Israel thing or something? Yeah, oh, it's, oh, it's, yeah, eighty eight. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I totally so you, so wait, you're Brian, where'd you play in college? Um, I won't say the school, but I played. I played in a small school over in Kansas for a year, and then after getting pancaked by Samoans for a year, I was just like, "Yeah." Me too, Brian. I got my ass kicked at University of South Florida my freshman year, and I Yo. quit, dude. I got my ass yeah, kicked. Yeah, it's just. But Jimmy's mm. gay ass. He went to Princeton, where they play flag football, basically, and he played all five <laughs> years. And you would think that he's Marshawn Lynch over there, you know, the way he talks about his football stuff. So, is there something you want to say to him, uh, Jimmy? Um, if I guess the school, will you say no, yes? No, no, no. Pittsburgh even State. Nope. No. Okay. No. It was the last chance you. No. Oh, you I hesitated. It's that one. Okay. That last Coach Jason Brown. <laughs> last. Okay. Last chance. Brandon and I are going into the tank tomorrow. We're announcing tomorrow we're going to be doing a live show. This show tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Eastern time from the tank. I'm bringing Brian. Uh, I'm excuse me. I'm bringing Brandon. Sorry, I'm looking at you, Brian. But yeah, give good, us bro. some give us some advice for like what we should do in the tank. Like uh, we're going to interview the people. We're going to be live on my show inside there. I'm bringing my live view and my camera crew. So uh, That's give, awesome. give us some advice. What should we do to the people inside the house? Um, flirt with Trish until she's uncomfortable. That's a good move. Um, if Write Frank that down. is still there, Write that down. yeah. If Frank is still there, try to out hassle him. Oh gosh, no, um, he's gonna that, that, I mean, good luck with that. I mean, I don't know anyone who can. That guy's a legitimate professional at that. Yeah. Um, Dunye will be able to give you a lot of insight for sure. Uh, the main thing is, um, just like ignore TTS. Like, just don't care about what anyone has to say. And then since, you, since you're not there to, like, win the 50K, just, like, mess with those people as hard as you possibly can. Who do you want me to pick like, on the most? You're, you're my boy, Brian. Who do you want me to pick on the most? I'll do it for you. Get, t get TJ. Get, get oh, up, get TJ up got uh, caught looking at weird horse anime uh, drawings and stuff. So we're going to bring that up. Yeah. 
for yeah, sure. Yeah, get, get up and I'm on that for sure. So, so we're going to be hitting that up. That'll be the first question we ask him. Okay, we're almost out of time. Brian, thank you for coming on, man. We'll stay in touch. Anything I can do to help you? And like I said, keep streaming, keep grinding, start creating some content. And I'm telling you, before you know it, a year or two, you're going to blow up. All right, dude? So keep up the good work. Appreciate it, man. It means the world for real. Thank you. Peace. All right, folks. Caption contest winner. Who won? All right, let's bring up the caption contest. Number three one. I don't like that. Uh, yeah, I like that one. That is the metaphor. And Jimmy, uh, so we do the freestyle finale. Will you come on set and start cleaning this up? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. All right, DJ, it's the end of the show. Hit that freestyle finale. Come on. Come on. Hurry, dear. I mean, hurry. Clean. Get the trash can. <laughs> Jimmy, get the trash can, put the shit up. My set looks like a dump. Pick it up, put it in the trash. I don't give a shit, you can kiss my ass. You messed up the show, you had to make us go to another story. Cause you're causing drama about my baby mama. Eric July, why do you lie? Ethan Van Skyver, gonna make you unaliver when he sees you in person. I'ma be flirting, your dick will be hurting. Clean up faster, I'm going to give you my blaster. I'm primetime, double 99. All right, Jimmy, clean this crap up. Jimmy, clean it up. We're gonna be live from Rhode Island tomorrow, coming to you from the Fish Tank House. So if you're ready to see some craziness tomorrow night, tap in, bitches, because things are about to get wicked, wicked, wild, wild west, just like Will Smith says, bitches.